This is episode six of the Christian Travelers Network. Today we're going to talk about how do we take the gospel with us when we travel. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Just a few housekeeping items before we dig in. I would encourage you to go subscribe to our podcast at christiantravelers.net. There we're giving a giveaway. We have an awesome book and some travel stickers uh, from some awesome Christian travelers who have been on our podcast in episodes four and five. And if you subscribe now, you will be entered in a chance for that giveaway. But today we're going to be talking about how do we take the gospel with us when we travel? In episode three, we talked about why God calls us to travel and what scripture says about that. He calls us to go. Go explore the world. Go see his creation, but go with purpose. Go and take Christ with us. And that can be a very intimidating thing. So today we're going to dig into a story from John chapter four, verses one through 43. If you don't know this story, it's a story of a Samaritan woman who is disgraced by society and she goes to the well and meets Jesus there and he just talks with her when no one else would talk with her and she admits that she has slept with multiple men and that, you know, she doesn't have a single husband and Christ says, you know what? You're going to this well today to be filled up with water, but I want to offer you living water, life eternal, something so much greater. And that is what we're called to do is go be with people as we travel and bring Christ into the conversation, which is very, very intimidating. I will totally admit that sometimes, regularly actually, I question if I am good enough to do this, if I know the right words, will they judge me for bringing up Christ? And so we're going to take this story, which I would encourage you, you know what, just pause right now. Pause and turn to John 4, read verses 1 through 43, reflect on this story before we dive into anything else, and then come back to this, because we're going to take some points that Christ has in it. Okay, so I want to take a second and I want to ask you a question. Why do you travel? There's a million different reasons out there, but why do you travel? Why do you go to work every day? Why do you take the kids to soccer practice? Why do you go see relatives across the country? Why do you go on vacation across the globe? Why do you travel? What is it that you have to gain from traveling? What is the joy that you get from traveling? When we look at this story uh, in John 4, 1 through 43, we see Jesus going to the well and building relationship with this Samaritan woman. I think so many times when we travel, we get so excited about seeing all these things And we interact with people that we would never interact with on a daily basis. Whether it's the person who checks us out at Walmart or 
at Hy-Vee or wherever you go to your groceries or whether it is um, that person you sat next to at the soccer game or whether it's that person at the front desk at your hotel or who runs the Airbnb that you're staying at. We interact with all these amazing people who have incredible stories and we're so focused on the next thing that we don't take time to appreciate the relationship in front of us. And that's where Christ is so radical. He stops on his journey to sit at this well knowing that this woman would come and he builds a relationship with her. He listens to her stories. He cares about her as a human being and he recognizes that there is this temptation for us to do a lot of things. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. But God called us, the Trinity calls us human beings, not human doings. So sometimes we need to stop, even when traveling, and go, I just need to be in this moment. Not do everything, but be everything. Be Christ for the people around me. And Christ did that. He stopped and he built relationships. The second thing that he teaches us about traveling is to cross societal barriers. So this woman was disgraced by her society. She went to the well at this time of the day because no one else would be there. It was like the heat of the day, no one would be there, and no one would backstab her and insult her and put her down. She could just go there in peace by herself. Even though it's the heat of the day and not a comfortable time to be drawing water, that was when she went. And Christ knew that, and he wasn't going to let her just be there by herself. He was going to be there with her, um, despite what everyone else thought. And she was a Samaritan. Christ was a Jew. Samaritans and Jews have a history of just not getting along. Jews really look down on Samaritans as lowly people, and yet Christ didn't let that stop her. She even pointed it out. She said, if you knew who I am, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be here right now. If you knew I was sleeping with all these people, if you knew that, you know, I'm a Samaritan, which I believe he did, you know, you just wouldn't stop and be here for me. That's, that was her initial reaction. And then the disciples come back and they're also questioning him like, yeah, Jesus, what you doing here? Why, why are you socializing with this person? But he stops and he crosses those societal barriers. How, when you travel, do you cross those barriers? When you go to a community that, you know, this is the slums. No one's going to love these people, you know, or that coworker who everyone just kind of gossips about. All those times that you stop and you be with that person and you, you listen to their stories and you care about them and you don't let the pressures of everybody and everything else around you stop you from caring about that individual. That is us following Christ and imitating him. Okay, 
next, Christ listened. I think when we talk with people, it's really tempting for us to instantly jump in and be like, oh man, I can totally relate, blah, 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 here's my story. But Christ listened. He asked some hard questions. He asked her about her husband, knowing the answer was she really didn't have one. She had five, you know, and... We want to push our agenda on them. We want to be so quick to be like, oh my gosh, I see what's going on. You're going down this path and it's not a good one. So here's the solution. We just want to jump right in and give our two cents. But Christ paused and he listened to her. He let her share her story, share what's going on in her life, etc. And that's something as travelers we need to be conscientious of. How are we going to stop and listen to everyone's stories? And we can't listen to every single person's, but there are some people that as Christians, we just need to stop and identify, Lord, help me to see those people. I think because this sinful temptation to be human doings tends to stop us from paying attention to people that need to have their story heard. I think a great thing, a great prayer to ask at the very beginning of the day is, Lord, help me to see the people that you see. Help me to hear the people that you hear. Help me to love the people that you love. As I go about my day, stop me and show me who I need to be with. Now, obviously, God loves us all. He knows us all. He sees us all. He hears us all. But I think in saying, God, help me to be with those people, help me to see them as you see them, that's going to peel back some of those layers, some of those societal barriers, some of those grungy things that life tells us, meh, ignore them. And that can open up our heart to be willing to listen, to be willing to go, I'm so sorry that you're going through that. I can't personally relate necessarily. I've had experiences, but yours is different than mine and I want to be here. How can I support you? How can I pray for you? Let's pray right now. Which is something that I don't think we do often enough is saying, let's pray right now. Um, Because as human doings, we're like, yeah, I'll pray for you. And then we walk off and we go do these 10 other things and it's forgotten. Praying in the moment is one of the key things to just being with people and bringing Christ in that situation. So continuing on, um, great. So now you've listened, you've crossed societal barriers, and you have even built some relationships with people that you're interacting with while you're traveling. The last thing that we really need to think about is how do we bring the gospel in in a non-threatening way? I think... When we look at this story, we can easily identify that Christ said, you know, you're going here to this well for water, but I'm going to offer you living water, life eternal, this amazing thing, a relationship with me that fills you up from the inside out and you're just pouring out with it and you can't keep it inside. But we're like, yeah, how do I do that? How, how can I, I can't just say, yes, I'm going to give you living water. And people is going to just look at you really weird. Um, I mean, yes, you can say that, but 
It's the context in which you're saying it. He was relating it to what was going on in her life. She was going to this well to be nourished and everything. When she went, she was reminded the whole way, like, I'm disgraced by society. That I'm going at this horrible hour. I'm just getting this thing to quench my thirst. And then I'm going to go hide again. And I'll come back again at this really heat of the day moment and and just keep coming and coming and coming but each time I'm reminded why I'm coming at this hour and he's offering something that will satisfy her and make her feel whole and have offer an amazing relationship I think the way that we can do that when we travel is after you've done all those things after you've built a relationship and you've crossed barriers and you've listened to their story the most non-threatening way to bring in the gospel is to say, okay, I hear you. I hear what you're going through. I understand to the best of my ability, or I can sympathize would probably be a more realistic thing because we can't always understand everything that someone's going through. And then saying, and this is how I see God in your situation. Because when someone doesn't know Christ, or when someone is just really struggling, it's really hard for them to sometimes identify Christ. Have you ever been like in a horrible situation? You're just like, oh my gosh, the world's falling down. And it's like, God, where are you? That's how you can bring it in. It could be just two or three sentences that say, I see God in this and I see how he's helping you. And when we do those things, As travelers, as we go about our weekly business, no matter how big or small, we get this amazing picture of what it means to bring the gospel with us when when we travel. So I just want to recap again. We just took a look at the story of the Samaritan woman and Jesus at the well, John 4, 1 through 43. I highly recommend you go read that. And the four things that Christ taught us to do was build relationships, cross societal barriers, listen to people, and respond with the gospel in a non-threatening way. I would encourage you to take a sheet of paper and write those four things down and ask yourself what it is and how that could look like in your daily life. How can you achieve those things in your day-to-day basis and pray each morning that God reveals to you who you need to be with instead of doing things in your travels? That is all that I have for today. I would encourage you to check out our Facebook and Instagram page if you follow us on our website, christiantravelers.net. You'll be entered in a giveaway. We got two more weeks of Uh, promotion and then we'll choose our lucky winners. In the meantime, God's blessings and safe travels.